All right, it's Bartender Journey, episode number 33. What's up, Benno? What's good, brother? Yeah, back from vacation. How, and, how uh, was uh, Florida, man? Yeah, it was good. It was hot. <laughs> it Listen, was real hot. I, uh, I have to ask you something, man. I, you tweeted something while you were out there, and I've been, it's been racking my brain. Like, what the fuck did you mean by it? Uh-oh. You put that, um, it's, it's, it's sad when, no, wait, mm. about a bartender does everything right but make a good drink. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do tell. Sir. We were at this bar, and um, it, it was the bar was hopping. It was busy. It was fun. It was this great piano player. It was nut like off the charts energy. And um, first of all, I asked. Um, you know, we're in Florida, not we're in the South, not far from New Orleans, I guess. And uh, I asked, do you know how to make a Cesarac? And she had no idea what I was talking about. Okay, fine. You know, so we ordered uh, a couple other things, and uh, just everything she made, it just didn't tastes good and in the end i just ended up drinking uh, bourbon on the rocks because <laughs> it was like everything she made it's just like but she was friendly she was outgoing looked at people in the eye like she was in control of the bar so an empty suit of a bartender I, it's hard to even say that because i mean the only thing she did wrong was make <laughs> bad drinks <laughs> oh my god i don't know what to tell you <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that and i was just like god damn what happened everything right but make a drink but make a good drink so I, she was nice friendly greedy totally you, awesome mean, the drinks just were weak or it's just like everything just, um my, my wife wanted a cosmo and it was just like I think she put lemon juice instead of lime juice, and it was she was lemon vodka, which I guess is the right way to make it. I do you make do you use lemon no, vodka? No, no. That's that's the point of contention lately. I actually I, I never used lemon vodka. I know a lot of people do, and I read uh, Dale DeGroff's book actually, and he's credited for inventing the fucking thing. Yeah. And he uh, his book said lemon vodka, so I said if if he says it, and I've had people. Ask for it specifically, like at the bar where I'm working now, uh-huh. that I'll make it without or with unflavored vodka, in other words, which is the way I've always done it. And people will say, can I, you know, for their next one, can I have a lemon vodka? Can I can I have it with lemon vodka? I think it's... That's interesting. Uh, it's I've interesting. never I think it. it's too much. I tasted this thing. It was like, whoa. It tasted like lemon. Bitter, I bet. It tasted like lemonade and cranberry juice is what it tasted like, you know. But like I said, she either used too much lime juice or something. I don't know. It was wow. terrible. And then she tried to fix it, and it got even worse. And uh, so anyway, we swapped it in for a beer. <laughs> wow, yeah, that was interesting, my friend. Yeah. But uh, I was, I was, I caught a review from a listener. And I was listening to one of our podcasts. Yeah. And it was pretty interesting. It was, it was the name of the user, the inter, uh, listener is, does work, and he wrote or she wrote. Can't get enough of you guys. Started listening to, the, to it in August 2013. There's nothing like this out there. Keep doing it. I'm a bar back trying to bartend, and this stuff is great. Awesome. And I just started, like, I started thinking, like, if this individual is a bar back and they're listening to the show, yeah. to the, our show, they're in like Flynn. Yeah. Because they already have the layout, the blueprint of the bar operation. Right. And all they got to do is just keep, you know, be like keep a heat, heat-seeking missile at their target and that is to land a bartending job. Right. They're in. That's a great way to go. I never I never barbacked, but you know. No. You know, it's a it's I wish I had, you know. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, if I'd barbacked at a high-end bar in Manhattan, you know, instead of jumping right into a local restaurant kind of place, you know what I did? I was like I think I was 20 years old when I first started bartending, you know, yeah. was, and uh you know, but if you just did what you had to do, you know, but you didn't learn, you didn't learn. I mean, you learned by doing, but you didn't learn from other people. 
you know? No, and, absolutely. That, and that's what'll happen as a bar back. You'll sure. you'll learn from people that know what they're doing, you know. And but if you if you're you come eye, up the right way. Yes. If your eye's on the prize, yeah. And you just keep staying focused. Yeah. I mean the only and I was thinking the only possible resistance you may run into is if um a bartender gets like doesn't want you to become a bartender. You know? Yeah. You may like I I never did that. Like if you think about where we worked, yeah, right. How many people that well, I don't know if you did, but I think you did it a couple of times. But whenever a waiter or a waitress came up to me yeah. and they wanted to become a bartender, right. I embraced that. Yeah, sure. Always. Yeah. It worked. Sometimes it worked. Sometimes, sometimes it didn't work. Right. But I never, I never got like nervous that you're going to take my job. I, right. If I can help them, that's great. Sure, sure. But just stay focused. Keep at it. I yeah. Because you would definitely and learn from you know learn from multiple sources. I've said that before. You know with. Uh, we have some good information out there, but there's we're not the only source out there. You know, there's there's stuff on YouTube, books, of course, and uh, learn every way you can. You know, That's I'm, I'm I'm still learning Absolutely. constantly. You and, know, I'm reading bar I'm reading bartending books more than anything now, <laughs> all the time. You know, because I'm 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 more interested in it now than I was. You know, it used to be just fun. It was a job. Now I feel like it's way of life, you know, I'm always yeah. thinking about like something, what's new, what's next, you know. You know, I, I think back, you know, I'm just a t- completely different bartender from when we started this in beginning yeah. of February. I know. Completely. Like, what is it, six months ago? <laughs> completely. And it, it made me realize that like, it kind of made me like focus of what, what I am as a bartender because as a bartender, you can fall in different categories mm-hmm. and I realized that I'm a banquet bartender mm-hmm. and I'm proud of that mm-hmm. because of, of having a, my first corporate job, it's hard for me to just say to a, go to a bar and be like, hey, I can work Saturday. Yeah. Fit me in. You know, yeah. they're like, what? You know, and who, everyone wants to work a Saturday. But being that the catering business, a lot of events happen on the weekends. It yeah. works perfect for right, me. Right, right. So I just it made me realize that, and I just want to just be the best that I can be because yeah. I'm certainly not an expert. Yeah. But like my attitude and approach from February till now, yeah. it's just it's night and day. Yeah, and it's fun. You know what's fun about those banquets? It's like working at a nightclub, man, because they're like three, four deep at the bar, you know, yeah. and you're pouring, and you don't have to worry about the money. Usually it's open bar, so you, you don't have to worry about the money. It's so it's just like, you know, yeah, it is fun. It's a rush. I love it. And uh, I miss it. You know, now where I'm working now, it's like I'm serving a lot of burgers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serving a lot of beer, <laughs> and it's slower, it's slower pace, but there's more to do, and there's, you know, I didn't think I'd miss it, but I, I do. Nah, it's, it's funny. It's absolutely, <laughs> there's a video that I want you to uh, put up on the uh, website. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I sent it to you. But something this guy says says in the video, I thought of you because I remember you saying it. But cue it up. Check it out. It's only about a minute. One of the keys to successful bartending is providing excellent service. And excellent service starts as soon as the guest walks into the bar. Realize that guests and customers have a different sense of time to the rest of us like the difference between dog years and human years. One minute of real time feels like five minutes in customer time. So the key to slowing this down, to making people less impatient, making them feel like they're getting quicker service, is acknowledgement. This can be something as simple as just catching people's eyes constantly, which is why you should always practice heads up bartending. If you catch somebody's eye, however however busy the bar is, they know they've been seen and they can relax a little bit, talk to their friends, rather than hanging over the bar, clicking their fingers, waving dollar bills around to try and attract your attention. Acknowledgement is important. Make eye contact with them. It makes everybody feel special. Secondly, give them a menu. Allow them to look through while they're waiting. Talk to them. You're next in line. 
You're third in line. I'll be with you as soon as I possibly can. It makes the guest feel acknowledged. It makes them feel special. And it also slows their sense of time down so they can peruse and make a more educated choice. What'd you think of that? That's great. Excellent points. Excellent points. I, I like his um, thing about it. Time, it. The customer's sense of time is different than yours. Dog that's, years versus... Yeah, that's that's brilliant. I like that. I thought of what you uh, said when you came back from Vegas at one of the seminars or lectures where yeah. the guy said, even when I get ice, I look at the customer and the heads up bartending. Yeah. Just always said, looking, you know? Yeah, he said, uh, eyes up, even when you're icing the glass. I said, wow, that's... I like that. That's excellent advice. But yeah, this guy, you saw right. You know what I uh, I always do is um, somebody new walks into the bar and I'll, I'll put a, um, a, a cocktail, uh, not a cocktail napkin, but a coaster in front of them, you know, as soon as they walk in. And even if I can't get to them right away, at least they know, I know they're there. Yep. You know, so that that's important. Yeah, their sense of time is different than yours. I always I like do the that. eye contact, like nod and smile and like I see you. One second, because they wanted this all it is, you know, let them know that they can relax, that I see you, just, you know, right. let me handle this and I will uh, take care of that. That's true. I've been in that situation on the on the other side of the bar, you know, waiting, to, trying to get the bartender's attention. And you're right, you can't relax until he knows yep. that you're the, that he sees you. Yeah, you can't, you can't like turn and talk to your friend or anything because you're, you're worried you're going to miss that tiny window of opportunity to catch the bartender's eye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, once you, once you have the uh, coaster in front of you or he says something to you, and then you're, you're good. Yeah. You know, I never asked you this, Vince. What is uh, your favorite drink to make? But not only your favorite drink, like where it's like your money drink, where no matter how you make it, it's on point, it stands out. Uh, you time to think about that? No, you know, it's funny. I mean, it's a good question, but it's not the same for every customer, every guest, you know. Every guest has their own... It, uh, their own perfect drink, you know? So it doesn't always, you can't say it's the no, one drink like, in particular. Maybe let me rephrase it. Like, like I'll tell you mine. Mine is the Cosmo. Okay. And what I like about the Cosmo is the preparation. Right. The whole, it's like I put on a little show. Right. When I do the drink. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, it's like foreplay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so basically for me, I love when the guests, you know, can I have a Cosmo and, and I take the martini glass I, I chill it and put the ice water and, and put the napkin down and rest it in front of the customer. And right there, most of the time, they're confused. Yeah. Because they think it, you know, they don't know, but well, they, 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 they the glass. That's where I, I want them. I want yeah. them confused, I know. right? I so know. they're looking at me. Then, then I take the shaker, right? And I, and I look and I smile. Mm-hmm. And I'm just deliberate and slow in the process. Just, just take the shaker, put it in the ice. And as I stated, that when you reach a certain point, you kind of make drinks how you want to make them. Yeah. So I make the Cosmo my way. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is just how Vano makes it. So <laughs> I pour six six counts of vodka, uh-huh. three counts of triple sec, yep. two count of lime juice. Mm-hmm. I fill just enough, not too much, not too little of cranberry juice. Sure. And I, I do it by sight and feel. Yeah. I couldn't tell you the measurement, but I just know what's right. You yep. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I put it in, I'm looking, I'm smiling, and then I just, you know, we talk about shaking. I just try to, you know, and I'll, I'll, make, I'll make the eye contact with the customer, and then I just go into like a little, little trance, you know, close my eyes, and like 15, maybe 15, 20 tops that I'll do, about 15 shakes, 
Then I stop, and then I always show the the base of the shaker frosted. Right. And the guest is like, like kind of like, wow, <laughs> I wanted a Cosmo. I'm taking him for a walk. And then I, I show him, I show him the frost, you know. Mm-hmm. And they look at it, and then, you know, sometimes I say, would you like to touch it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's frosted, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and then I take it, I take the take the glass. And then I dump the ice, and then they go, they figure it out, like, wow, you, ah, I got it. you chilled the glass. Right. Then I take it, and I pour it in, right? Mm-hmm. And then I stop. <laughs> this is the, the best part is this part. I wait, and I go, oh, one second, please. <laughs> I grab the lime wedge, right? Right. And then I squeeze it into uh-huh. the drink, right? Uh-huh. I squeeze it. <laughs> And then I take it, and then I rim the glass with the lime. So uh-huh. where her lips touch, it's going to touch the lime juice. Okay. And at that point, she's looking like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and that's where you get money. And then this is how I end it. I just look at her, and I'll be like, are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? I robbed, oh that, from Gla- I robbed that from Gladiator. But right. That show, uh-huh. that show, <laughs> you're at a fucking wedding. Yo, you want me behind a bar if you're getting married. Yeah, I'll tell you that. You want a guy like me, a guy yep. like you, yep. because that is a show. And not only that, you're getting money. Mm-hmm. And if people are seeing that, like, what just happened? And no to bartenders. You know, are you not entertaining? I, I, clearly, I robbed that from Gladiator. <laughs> but I recommend you guys trying that in the field when you're working live. And please keep me in the loop. <laughs> so that, that's what I meant by that. Like... It's the, the preparation of the drink that, for me, has always worked with the Cosmo. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Well, that's uh, <laughs> quite a seduction <laughs> that you just outlined there. <laughs> and, of course, you know, 99.9% of the time, it's of course, it's a woman ordering the Cosmo. Yes, yes. Uh, we hope 100% of the time. Oh, I'll t- I tell you <laughs> not what. To, not to make any judgments. Okay, well, here, check this out. Now, to go through that, a lot of times guys come up to me in a bar and they say, um... What drink do you recommend? Right. I get that a lot. I want when they're alone, they go, "What drink do you recommend that's yeah. a manly drink?" And I've always, to this day, and this is what I drink. I drink two drinks. I drink a couple of drinks, but when I go out, I drink a Jack Daniel's Manhattan with a splash of Coke, okay, in a rocks glass with a cherry garnish. Uh-huh. It's banging. Yeah, and I, I turn it on. Turn a lot of guys on to this drink, uh-huh. and it, they love it. Mm-hmm. So nice. I get that all. Whenever I work, I get that constantly. What do yeah. you recommend? Like, because yeah. you know, like, you're half a martini and working, bro. Yeah. But if you like it, that's cool. You know what I mean? But like, if you're really looking, for, that's to me, it's different. When I'm on business and I'm out, you know, I like I stand out because everybody orders the same thing. <laughs> right. Like, if the boss orders like a uh, Heineken, <laughs> all everybody all order Heineken. I'm, what do you, would you like? Uh, can I have a Jack Daniel's Manhattan a splash of Coke, please? <laughs> <laughs> it's like what the fuck is and that? Don't forget the bitters. Yeah, <laughs> but no, that to answer your question. But it's the show, man, and it's it, that's what people like, yeah, in my opinion. I, I like uh, yes, what what drink I like to make or whatever, and it's sometimes I like that when people come up. You know, what do you suggest? Sometimes I don't. You know, depending yeah. mostly on how busy I am, and also if they give just a little bit of a clue, like what they like. You know, that helps. <laughs> but um, what I've been making at the uh, at the Irish pub there is um, I've been making a Irish whiskey stone sour and uh, you know people don't people are like what's that you where know, are the oh, ingredients to that so Irish whiskey yeah. you know it's a it's a a stone sour is a is a sour except you add orange juice okay so and it makes it a little frothier a little fruitier and I try to use fresh lemon juice and uh, 
some sugar syrup. You know, I'm trying to avoid the 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 sour mix. Where at the catering hall there was was pretty good. The one here is awful. You know, wow. I mean, it's in general. I mean, anytime you could use fresh lemon juice and simple syrup instead of uh, sour mix, you you improve your drink. You know, 100. Yeah. percent But you know, if you're if you're at a high volume place and you're using the soda gun a lot, you know, the the, the quality of those sour mixes varies uh, vastly. So um, anyway, point is, where I'm working now, the sour mix is especially bad. <laughs> and I, whenever I can use, whenever I have time to to really do it right and make fresh lemon juice, I'll do it. So you know, so I'm making Irish whiskey, fresh lemon juice, simple syrup, orange juice, and uh, I'll put a fresh orange wedge in the shaker. Ooh. Shake that up really good. So now you're getting some of the of some of the oils out of the uh, out of the skin of the orange, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, comes out especially frothy somehow from the I don't know putting that putting that orange in the shaker makes makes the drink really frothy, and uh, people love it, you know. So when I make that drink, you know, if somebody asks me, "What do you recommend?" You know, I'm like, "Well, well uh, you got to try this," you know. <laughs> That's <laughs> that was, cool. That was my shaker. He's fooling around with over there. <laughs> Check this out. I uh, I know I was out the uh, last weekend. And uh, I saw something really, I mean, this bartender went off on a customer. Not off, but it was really, it was uncalled for. The guy spilt a drink on the bar. Uh-huh. And the, the bartender comes over and he's like making, a, like embarrassing the guy, you know, uh, keep it on deck, keep it on deck. Oh, uh, jeez. And it was like, the, you know, the guy just rolled in there and the guy yeah. was clearly embarrassed. Yeah. And I was just, you know, and I, I will always side with the bartenders, but I yeah. was there before this guy arrived. Yeah. So it wasn't like I just walked in like, Right. This guy did it like five times. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the bartender's annoyed, and I'm just thinking, you know, note to listeners, like what I always did with, in a situation like that was, you know, you're, you're captain, you're, you're Superman. You just swoop in and you just yeah. wipe the bar down. Right. Give the guy another drink. Yeah. And you just, you know, see what damage control fits the spill leaked into the, uh, you know, neighbor's right. side or whatever. And you just clean everything and problem solved. And usually you get a tip because the guy is embarrassed. Right. But you don't want to embarrass him. Yeah. You know, embarrass he, him on purpose. And, you know, my thought on that is always, yeah, it's fucking annoying, you know, and you want to, you want to be like, Pff. but you can't, you're going to have to clean it up anyway. So what the hell's the difference if you may, if you do it with a smile or you do it with a scowl exactly. face? You know what I'm saying? Do it. Don't make the guy feel bad. Yeah, what's, I mean, if, if it happened twice, that's a different story. Yeah. But, yeah, but this was the guy walked in. I was in before this dude arrived and. The guy just was like, keep it on deck. Keep it on. <laughs> and the guy's just like, you know, like embarrassed. Yeah. Like, Jesus, you know. But uh, check this out, man. I saw the movie Casablanca. Mm-hmm. You ever see that? Oh, yeah. It's the first time I ever saw it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and I have to tell you, man, uh, very good movie. Yeah. But what really blew me away was uh, the scene where Humphrey Bogart is in the um, bar drinking the bottle to his head. Like he's drinking by like the piano player's there, yeah, and he's drinking the bottle, and um, he's like he's drinking out of the bottle. No, he's drinking like what do I mean? Drunk, drinking the bottle to his head. He's drinking a bottle by himself. Okay, he's just pouring it into a rocks glass and he's drinking it, and he's waiting for this girl to come back, and he's clearly wallowing over his lost love. Right, and uh, what really blew me away was he looked fucked up. (laughs) <laughs> in the scene like I was just like that's what stood out with that, that whole movie that scene right there like as a bartender mm-hmm. I know the d- degrees of when people are fucking intoxicated right. you, you know you sure. agree so you know yeah. when someone's buzzed yeah. you know when someone's drunk you know yeah. when someone's fucked up but you know when someone's really in that state where he just was so fucked up and he's like <laughs> if all the gin joints shit walk into mine and he, he slams 
he slams the table with his fist. And it just was real, and I and I was thinking, I wonder if this guy really was drinking during yeah. the filming of this, right. because it was phenomenal. Yeah. But it it got me thinking. Have you ever had to deal with a, a customer that was like, like that distraught over losing a girl, and they came to the bar and you're, you're like, would you? Mm, I can't. Uh, I can't think of one. I don't know. I mean, I, I'll, I'll tell you a different story related, sort of, not so much, but where uh, the pub where I'm working, the it was like the first really busy day that I had worked there you know it was super busy it was a Sunday afternoon super busy and everybody knew each other there was, it was an older crowd yeah. everybody knew each other but there was this especially old guy he comes up and he says and he's I mean he I don't know I want to say he was 75 80 years old and he comes up I want Jack no no he goes I want a John double John Daniels neat and <laughs> I was like John Daniel. Like he, he could barely talk, and he was he was fucked up, man. Yeah. And uh, the boss was behind the bar with me, um, helping out because it was so busy. I said, "This guy's fucked up." He didn't even turn around. He said, "Well, cut him off." Next thing you know, everybody in the whole bar is pissed off at me for cutting this guy off. You know, apparently he's this old guy. He doesn't drive. People, you know, people pick him up. They bring him to the bar. They bring him home, and uh, they don't. And he he gets drunk, and it's not a problem. According to everybody in the bar, you know, everybody in the bar is pissed off at me now because I cut off this old guy and he does this all the time. Apparently, I'm like, I don't know him, I, you know, and if he's driving or not, he, he could trip and break his head open, leaving the door, walking out the front door, you know, no shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody's like, ah, I was wrong. Shouldn't have cut him off. Everybody knows him. I'm like, I don't know. him. I just started working here a week ago. <laughs> It was weird, man. Everybody was pissed. It like changed the whole mood of yeah, that room. You became the dick, right? <laughs> I was doing the right thing. I mean, he could barely, he could, yeah. he's leaning on the bar. He could barely stand up. He's this little guy, and he wants a double John Daniels on the right. I'm like, if you don't even know what you're ordering, yeah. you know, if you can't even, but everybody's saying, well, he calls it, he, he does it all the time. He calls it John, Jack, you know, Jack is a nickname for John. So yeah. he called, I was like, how the fuck do I know? <laughs> I could barely understand what he was saying. Yeah. That was weird. But uh, no, nah, that's, hey, listen, you're doing the right thing. He's visibly intoxicated, can't serve him. That's, it's posted on a wall. Yep. It's posted on a wall behind the bar. You, this, you, you cannot know. legally serve a visibly intoxicated person. And yeah. to me, you know, that obviously there's, a, that's a fine line. That's not a, there's not a standard definition for that. But in my view, he was visibly, he was definitely intoxicated. Yeah. That's it. But uh, watching that scene in Casablanca, it, it, what, what was great about it, it made me think of something that happened while I was bartending, and I was like dynamite because I could talk about it on the show. And it was where we worked at the, um, I was doing a wedding, and uh, th this guy comes up to the bar. It was a normal exchange, you know, a guy walks into a bar, what would you like to order? <laughs> so he, I forgot what he ordered, but it's weird. Like sometimes, you know, being a bartender, people are compelled to tell you things. It right. happens all the time. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and for the most part, it's fun, but sometimes you get, you're get you in weird situations. So the guy orders a drink. I give him a drink, and within like a minute into me giving him the drink, he starts crying. Oh. And he starts telling me that his girlfriend left him, cheated on him, and he's crying. So as a human, fellow human being, I'm uh -huh. sensitive to this guy, so I'm trying to talk him off the ledge. Calm down, buddy. It's all good, blah, blah, blah. And he, and he, he gets, he's fine. But then he started crying again, huh. and and he was doing these crying jags that he would he would cry, then he'd come come out of it, and it was annoying me. Yeah. Because what was happening is the guests would come up, what's wrong, 
And then they would walk away and look at me like, oh, cut him off. And I'm like, I got this. I gave him one fucking drink, relax. Yeah. The next thing you know, the manager comes up. Mm. What, what's going on? No mm. more alcohol. Because he wouldn't leave the bar and he was crying, sobbing. Oh, God. Sobbing, dude. So the final straw was the bride. <sighs> the bride. On her day, the last yeah. thing she wants to deal with is this guy crying. Right. So she comes to the bar and she's like concerned and she motions to me not to serve him. And I'm like, okay, no problem. I got this. So at this point, I'm pissed off because this fucking guy is ruining the bride's day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's ruining my day because none of the guests would want to come to the bar. It was in one of those side rooms. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? The bar is pretty small. Yeah, I was solo. It was like like maybe 70 people. Mm. So I'm trying to really capitalize this. And this guy's fucking my mojo up. Yeah. So <laughs> she leaves and I just like look in all directions to make sure no one's around because I'm going to cross the line <laughs> with this guy because he's crying. Yeah. He needs the man up. Yeah. All right. So I look at him and I say to him, I go, you're my man. What do you think your girl's doing right now? Right. So he looks at me. Right. And he looks at me like he wants to crack the bottle over my head because I, I want to get him out of this state. And he looks at me. He goes, what? I go, what do you think your girlfriend's doing right now? Do you think she's crying like you? <laughs> So then, now right now he's angered, right? And then, then I, I, I do this, dude. I just, inner game, baby. I go, who's the bride? I go, what relation is she to you? Right. He goes, that's my cousin. Uh-huh. I go, dude, you're fucking her day up. You wearing that? Uh-huh. You're fucking her day up. Yeah. And so now I got him between anger, guilty, embarrassment. Uh-huh. I go, you want to get this girl back? He's like, yeah. I go, you want to get her back? I go, move on with your life. Uh-huh. I go, enjoy. Cut this girl off like a bad leg. If she calls, let her go to va- voicemail. Uh-huh. But if you, to get her back is to survive this and to move on. Let her literally go to your voicemail. Mm-hmm. All right? Nice. And then, and then, you know, it's not like he tipped me $300 and then I saved his <laughs> life. He, he just walked, he walked away and he walked back into the crowd and there was no problems. But what was funny is the technique I did with this guy, well, n- not that so much the technique, but the, the premise of the technique was... A, a technique I learned from corporate America. Have you ever hear build, break, build? Mm-mm. Basically, it's like a um, it's like a positive. Then it's the negative. Th- what needs to be corrected, followed by a positive. So it's kind of like um, mm. Vano. You do excellent reports, the best mm. in the business center. But Vano, we really need to work on your presentation skills. Right. I'm going to sign you up for a course. But again, Vano, your reports are great. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's kind of like. You know, okay, you don't feel so bad. And as I was a supervisor a few times, I would apply this approach when I had a correct behavior. Uh I found it effective. But with this guy, I didn't do build, break, build. I did decimate (laughs) and then build. You know what I mean? And and I I don't recommend people doing that to people. I did it because he was younger than me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I just was trying to give him a little Obi-Wan wisdom. Nice. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. But that uh, Casablanca... That look that Humphrey Bogart had, you know, I felt that watching Mm. that that in the screen, like how he really was like, I'm waiting for this girl to come back. (laughs) The look on his eyes. And when he banged the fucking table, dude. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, God damn, that's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, that probably wasn't in the script, right? Oh, it just was amazing. And I just, you know, it made me think of that scene where I'm telling this dude, like, you're a young guy. I remember him telling him that. I was like, look at the dance floor. Uh, I go look at all the beautiful ladies out there. Yeah, go, and you know, I and I, I wanted him not to come back because no, it, no, no one yeah. wanted to come to the bar because yeah. he, when I tell you crying, he shouldn't have even left the house. <laughs> he should have been like you know sedated on a couch for like a week. Oh man, 
man. But I just want, you know, I just, I thought of that and just the, the inspiration that I'm finding that I could take from bartending to, you know, to the show. It's just, it's like an everyday events, you know? Wow. Oh, that's cool. And then you take, you take practices you learn in your other, uh, in your other job, your other career yeah. and apply it to bartending too. So that's excellent. And I got to tell you something, man, it's, um, doing the show and the interview we had with Kelly and the owner from, from Moonshine, you know, it's like I talk about, I talk about it all the time and I know you agree. I'm not an authority on bartending, mm-hmm. but I don't, I, believe me, I'm not, but I, I realized I'm a banquet bartender and, and I'm proud of it. And doing that interview with, with Kelly and the owner, it, it's got me thinking that maybe down the road, I would like to open up my own place. Yeah, it never even crossed my mind, and it's mm. like I'm in like the you know Albert Einstein said, without imagination, there's nothing. Mm. So right now I'm like in the imagination stage. Like, if I owned open up a place, dude, it would be like a martial arts rock and roll theme bar <laughs> restaurant. All right, you know what I mean. And I I tweeted a few weeks ago or last week rather. Um, I'm a big Star Wars fan, mm. and you know, there's a. Um, <clears throat> There's a life-size, they froze, in Empire Strikes Back, they froze on Solo and Carbonite. And you can, in like 1998, a company made like life-size Han Solo, Frozen, and Carbonite. Okay. But they're expensive. They're like anywhere from three to five grand. But I always imagined that if I had a bar, mm-hmm. I would put that behind mm-hmm. the bar. Like when there the guest go. comes to the bar, you see Han Solo, Frozen, and Carbonite. Uh-huh. You know, but it just, it's got me thinking like, you know, I mean, I'm passionate and why not... Why don't I do it, you know, down the road? I know, I know. Yeah, well, you know, I've been ha- having thinking the same kind of thoughts. So, I don't know. It's quite an endeavor, though, I'll tell you that. I hear <laughs> you. I mean, it ain't, it ain't easy. Look how long it took to do the podcast. You know, maybe 15 years I'll open up. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, but it's got me thinking that I'm leaving uh, no stone unturned mm-hmm. regarding bartending and how it's yeah. just a, um, it's so huge from people that sell it to, you know, distill it. Mm-hmm. To the bar back, yeah. To the bartender, to the I mean, it's just so much involved with it that yeah. I just think it's a revolution. And you, you know what's interesting about that? You really have to be focus is so important. And I see a lot of places have big, huge menu. They they have a lot of different beers. They they're overextended. You know, number one, you don't want to carry that much inventory. Number two, it's hard on the staff to have that much. Where I'm working now, the POS system is like there is so much shit in there. A lot of it's not even on the menu anymore. It's specials from last week. And, and they're, you know, it's hard to find what you need in that POS system. It sucks. Yeah. It really does. And then as, a, as a customer, I walk in some places, I look at the menu, I'm confused. I know. I, I need time to think, like, what, what do I order? It's like ordering a movie on, the, on demand. I, mean, I know. You, you start at page one, you go to yeah. two, you go to three, you go back to one, you go to the middle. Like, I don't know what to do I here. I want simple stuff, you know? You know what I said? I was, yesterday, I was at this, um, in my town, there's a, play, a bar, a restaurant that's been there since 1931. You know the place I'm talking about. And it's super successful. And they have Sunday afternoons on a nice day, they'll have a band outside from four to eight. And the backyard is fucking packed, dude. Yeah. It is so packed. And they have, it was, it was clever. They renovated the place and put these garage doors in. So it's, it's like three big garage doors come, come up and there's a bar behind there. And then you can kind of wander around. But there's not that much room, you know, to hang out at the bar. Mostly it's tape, you know, like those pla- plastic kind of picnic table things. And uh, you sit down and you order and there's a waitress. You know what I was thinking they should do? Scatter around a bar over here. They have uh, five beers. Over here, 
what margaritas or something over here you know the main bar you can get whatever you want and then have food stations all around rather than have everybody sit down at a specific table with a waitress and a check let people get up wander around almost like you know fast service quick yeah. service i would they would make so much more money. i mean not that they're not making money they're making a shitload of money they can make even more because it's sort of fluid you know you don't just sit down at a specific table and stay there until you pay your check get up, walk around, buy a drink, you know, talk to people. And that table's not tied up the entire time, you know. Yeah. If, if you get up, if you get up, you might lose your table. So fuck it, <laughs> fuck it. You know, somebody new will come by. So, you know, the, and the, to hang out at the bar area, yeah, you can see the band, but it's a little uncomfortable. You know, there's not much room to move around. There's no, there's no like high tops to just hang around and put your elbow on and put your drink on it. You know, you're balancing your drink. So I, you know, I see all these things now. Here's a successful restaurant. I'm thinking this this could maybe bring them one third more money, uh, more, one third more revenue for that day, you know. And they and they made a shitload of money yesterday, dude. Packed. It's like, how do you change someone's point of view that's been uh, doing it? Like, uh, you, like if you came to me and I'm doing all right, and like, yeah. like I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll yeah, get back uh, to you, buddy. Yeah, exactly. But you know, it's that's what's great about it. I mean, you know, there's so much to know in this. That's one thing, like, just, it's just, it's like a start. It's mastering the basics, man, mm-hmm. this this industry. Yeah. It just comes back to that, that, in that, you know, it just, it's that moment, the guest walks in, and, you know, what's the goal? I want this guest to come back. Mm-hmm. Provide great service where this guest comes back. And, you know, if you got, you remember that old saying, if you have a complaint, tell the owner, but if you have a compliment, tell your friend. Mm. You follow what I'm saying? So yeah. they tell a bunch of people, they come back to the bar, restaurant. You know where I got that? On on vacation, you see a lot of little places, a lot of little things, and they're very. Fo- they don't have a huge menu. They they're focused on. They might only have four drinks, yeah, and three food items. And then if you don't like that, you go to the next one. You know, see oh, what do they have over here? You know, and then you got two different people or family of people. You know, you like that, you like that, you like that. Go over there, you go over there. You go, you're not you're not you're not married to that table and waiting for the waitress to come get you get you another drink. You know, she's busy. <laughs> You know, I can go to I can go fetch my own drink. I like I like getting up, meeting new people, and talking to people. You know, the, this this place is a local place. Every you know, every two out of three people there you knew from one way or another. You know, one stage of your life, or he's a friend of this one, or you know, he's a friend of a friend, or whatever. And it's better that way. Nah, it's 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 deep, and it's uh, that's what I'm like. The more the more research I do for the show, and as my for myself as a as a aspiring bartender, I mean it's endless. Yeah, you know, I like that clip that you know we showed earlier in, in the, the show of the guy talking about heads up bartending and you know customers' perception of time versus our time, where thirty seconds to us is could be five minutes to a customer. You know, yeah, that and was great. So I've been meaning to uh, ask you the wedding. Yeah, the wedding I went to as a guest, the first wedding I'd been to since I left the catering hall, <laughs> where we used to do you know three, four, five weddings a, a weekend, and. Uh, yeah, it was fun. It was fun um, from bartending perspective. The uh, there was three guys there, and you know, right away, I made my judgment in like half a second which one was going to be my guy for the night. You know, mm-hmm. I could tell right away. There was one young guy, still learning. There was another guy who was, he was older, not. I don't know how to explain. It. Not that he wasn't a good bartender, but I said this other this guy's this is my guy, yeah. and. Uh, his name was Jose, and he was he was he was on point, man. I can't even imagine how much money I gave him. I don't even know yeah. <laughs> a lot. What I should have what I should have done was what you know a lot of our uh, a lot of our guests 
at the catering hall would um they drop 20 and say that's for the night you know yeah. we'd be happy with that you know sure i was like i went up first time and it's 10 you know five is four you know yeah. buy around for uh for the whole table you know i'm leaving them another 10 15 you know yeah. i must have dropped 100 easy you know especially that you're crashing there you going yeah, out, oh yeah you're going was, out cowboy style man oh yeah yeah yeah, he was he was excellent. He was fun, smiling. He he had he had his little shtick where he, you know the bar was pretty um, highly uh, glossed. You know, yeah. it had a had a glossy surface to it. So he had a little shtick where he go ready, hold out your hand, and slide the drink That's down cool. the bar to you. That was cool. Yeah. And uh, but he was always smiling, happy, friendly. Yeah. He was he was really good, really good. I love. I got to tell you, man, like I, I love the whole banquet bartending scene, man. I just <laughs> for me, it just it's perfect, especially that you put me in an open bar. Yeah, dude, I'm a fucking line. Yeah, I just because yeah. it's just people are. And today, man, people are so broke that when they go on a wedding, it's it's like a vacation. I know, <laughs> because like you see, they got to rent a room, they got to take it a couple oh. days. So, make it an experience. I mean, yeah. it's just you can get some uh, good bank out of banquet bartending. Yeah, yeah, and and it's fun because people, like I said before, it's like a nightclub where you're so busy all at once and you're pouring drinks. With, you know, you're making whatever four five six eight drinks at a time and uh you're pouring with both hands and uh, but also people are more into trying um new things they're drinking cocktails instead of you know somebody who might drink beer normally would you know try try a cocktail that night so it's yeah it is fun yeah it's 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 a rush i gotta also <laughs> compliment you man a lot of listeners besides you know vince has a kick-ass studio that we record and the, you know the dedication you know i drive an hour about 50 minutes to get here yeah but vince has a kick-ass studio and not to mention a kick-ass bar last time we recorded <laughs> after the show this guy is dr evil man he's got like but it's cool like he's got his great bar outside he's got his you know he's, he's you know like this show's changing our, our lives as bartenders you know you, i'm going to my direction vince is going in his direction with ingredients and his own grenadine his own kalua his own yeah. bourbon you have the surround Sherry's. sound, yeah, you know, sound the sherries <laughs> that you nuke and whatever the fuck you nuke them in. <laughs> but no, it's really cool, man. I really, it's impressive, man. And uh, you know, we yeah, got that's him. that's one thing. I'm 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 super interested in that. You know, ma- making your own grenadine, making you know, I'm thinking about trying making my own bitters next. You know, and that 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 kind of stuff really fascinates me. And it's uh, I'm starting to think maybe that's the direction I want to go in. You know, because it's yeah. it's. It's so fun, and that you know, not that there's not a lot of competition in that business too. Mm-hmm. There is, but um, it could be you can make some really interesting, fresh stuff, you know. And uh, a lot of people do it. Frozen purees is yeah. another frozen fresh purees is another um, a thing that people are using at these high end cocktail shows and things and the high end cocktail bars. So there's there's a lot to it. Yeah, all right, but that's it, man. That's all I got, brother. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up for this week. Uh, remember, get in touch with us if you want to be on the show or have questions for us or whatever. Get in touch with me at vince.bartender at gmail.com. On Twitter, Barkeep Tips. And our website where you can listen to the show. And I put up some show notes and um, pictures or links to things we've been talking about on the show on that episode. Uh, that's bartenderjourney.weebly.com. And you can reach me at email at bartender2222 at gmail.com. And you can reach me at Twitter at Vance Vano. And again, you, you contact me as, as well for interviews. And just a note to listeners, you know, we're, we're friendly. You know, don't be, you know, nervous. 
you know, I'm no authority. Vince is no authority. This is a community event where, you know, to exchange ideas, best practice, just to, you know, have fun. So if you're anywhere from a bar back, you landed a gig, an owner, distiller, anything, please, you know, we'd love to have you on the show. Yeah, definitely. It's like hanging out at a bar. That's it. All right. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Take care. (laughs) 